Hello. Hello and welcome to the start of season three of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of opera and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen. And my name's Alex. But more importantly, Helen, what was that new strapline you just said? That's yeah, intriguing. that's right. We're discussing specifically the world of opera. We thought we would cater to our audience of, I think, what's it, two? three listeners yeah. and really get into to the world of opera and what things are like backstage oh very nice and we have some big big news as well what's the news watch out everyone this podcast is now weekly whoa i know that is double the content <laughs> what are we going to talk about everyone's asking double the yeah. stress nothing <laughs> And alongside our weekly episodes, we're super excited to be introducing a brand new segment. At the start of each episode, we're going to be discussing our breakdown of the week. Uh, nice. <laughs> we're very calm people. I'm worried about my mental health. Exactly. <laughs> yes, we're going to be very good. But to kick off this season, no, we're going to start this episode by talking specifically about breakdowns. And we're really trying to nail down this idea of how to avoid a breakdown, I guess. So today we're going to start off by talking about three, what we're going to call uh, red flags. Three things that kind of happen to us that really signal to us that things aren't quite going as we're hoping and things that we do either to kind of improve our situation or to hopefully, if we can, avoid a breakdown. So let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Flag number one. Oh, God. Uh, I think both of us, we realise that we cannot stop. We can't stop our minds and we can't take any downtime. So yeah. this is definitely a moment at which we realise that, okay, things are heading maybe in a, let's say, call it a wrong direction. Yeah. You know, if I carry on in this manner... Uh, not being able to take any downtime at all, not being able to relax my brain, yeah. not being able to switch off from anything, mm. then I am going to head straight into a full-on breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So what can we do when we realise we're in in this state? Yeah, it's um, tricky because I think as we were like discussing this episode, we said when you're kind of in the middle of that, it's actually really hard mm. to be able to stop. It's, it's really hard to take any kind of downtime and be like, Okay, everything's obviously got a bit much, but I think for us, the first kind of piece of advice we would give is to try and encourage restorative downtime. And I think what we mean when we say that is actual time off. So like not with screens, not on your phone, texting somebody to organise something else, not doing something that is still engaging that kind of working part of your brain. So whether that be just going for a walk, listening to some music, whether that is reading a book, whether that is simply having a nap actually some of these things are proper restorative downtime that allow your body to kind of decompress uh almost process what's been happening before that point and then think you know how am i going to take on the next steps mm -hmm. so i think something we were talking about is i often will watch tv and i think watching tv is like great i'm actually relaxing i'm, I'm you know just watching i don't know uh, made in chelsea whatever oh, great. Yes. but i find that the same time as made in chelsea's on i'll just be checking my phone just checking a little bit more. Mm. Somebody sent a message about the next rehearsal and that's not going to work for me. So now I need to reorganize my schedule. Now I need to make a list about something. And the cycle just starts again. So actually like the two hours that I gave as restorative downtime just become like pure panic time. Of course. <laughs> <We> <laughs> Which is restorative. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, and I'm the same. If I'm like, oh, I want to read, yeah. I'll read a chapter, and none of it's gone in. No idea what I've read, read at all, so I may as well have, you know, yeah. done nothing. And it's like I've got my book in one hand and my phone in the other hand. It's like, what am I reading, actually? Like, what is working properly here? But yeah, I think we were suggesting in that restorative downtime, if you can, taking a break from screens is is so, so highly beneficial. It it just gives you an opportunity to step away from from everything uh, because even more so now than ever before, and it's going to keep, keep going this way, everything to do with our lives is on our phones. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you can pick it up and it's, something about one rehearsal, another rehearsal, your mother, an email about an audition that you were thinking about, something else, something else, something else. How, how is anybody supposed to cope with all of those things alongside being in the, in the, in the real world, if you will, like the day-to-day world? It's, it's, it's a really, really big ask. So taking a break from a screen. I, someone was telling me about this app where it's like, you, I, I haven't tried it, but like it forces you to not use your phone, and it's like you set timers mm. an hour, two hours, whatever. And when you pick up the phone, it kind of you, you actually can't access it's it. You, I would, and it's what the, if you have an emergency? Sorry, interrupting. It's a good question, actually. I, I really don't know very okay. much about it, but like the idea is the longer that you leave your phone on its own, it plants trees or something. I, I, I haven't looked into it, but someone was recommending mm. it to me because for me particularly with having been abroad and like missing everything here so you're on your phone a lot um i i could do with something now that encourages me to not be so attached to my screen that's funny but no, yeah. i know one from my duties actually they earn coins and then they can buy stuff with it when they quit. don't when um, they don't look at their phone yeah but then they cheat and i encourage them to cheat obviously and <laughs> 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 those coins but yes that that's a really good any any incentive like that which forces you yeah yeah, yeah. and also you know you were saying well uh, if you're reading or you're watching you're still on your phone Maybe doing if you like get out of the house and leave your phone in the house. Hundred percent shock. Yeah, and it's such a funny feeling now. I think to be without your screen. Mm-hmm. Um, like same. I went for a walk with my partner a couple of days ago, and I left my phone inside, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like my brain feels so much bigger mm. when I'm not like constantly glued to this friggin' thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think we we in a way it's it's sad, but we actually need to be disciplined with our downtime now so it's not a case of just being like oh you know i'll relax soon because there are too many things that drag and draw on our time so actually sitting there and being like the next hour is going to be this and i'm going to make sure that my phone is in another room whatever i also read something that was like you know we really shouldn't sleep in the same room as our phones we should be leaving them in other rooms because again another part of it is like that rest time before you go to sleep. So many of us, myself included, you're on Check TikTok. Check your phone just yeah. before TikTok. And it's like, as soon as you wake up, you're like, my phone. And it's like, I, it's not good for us. And I, I think for me, it's it's a really big compounder of a lot of my like n- negative mental happens. Mm-hmm. You say neuroses. Neuroses, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I yes. But it, yeah, it's, it's not good at all. So, you know, really encouraging yourself to put the phone down and to think of other things that you enjoy doing your your hobbies whatever they may be art and, and craft yeah just get in there you know calligraphy I don't oh, know yeah, you are. I love yeah. Calligraphy. yeah but it's it's that part of you know actually me and my flatmate she sat down and was like writing a list of what her hobbies were because she wanted to encourage herself to just do some stuff that wasn't either like studying a score mm. or being on on mm. her phone and mm. I was like yeah it's it's a good idea because yeah. then like if you're looking for something to do that is downtime you've got a few things to hand that you could be like oh good do this, do that, do whatever. And and it's actual, like, hopefully, restful downtime. Time and enjoyable, yes, exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about listening to music as well. I have to block out all music if I'm if I'm in a state because yeah. then it's like all music will remind me of difficult feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um, Which it, is sad, but you know. Yeah, for me, sometimes I'll listen to certain music because it will allow me to process. Mm. Like I have certain music that has certain attachments to places, feelings, times, whatever. Um, but I really understand what you mean. Like sometimes it's too close to home, and it's it's actually like a an additional stressor on the whole situation. Yeah, Do you have anything that like is your go-to like de-stressor? Like if you know things are getting a bit much. Well, yeah, it needs to be something like physical. Yeah, me. yeah, absolutely. Yoga. Yeah, always yoga. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Done. That's not a thing. Just because there's so much to think about. Oh, in life. With, with, no, with yoga. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> That's not much to think about. As in, well, I can. You can just do go through the moves or whatever. Yeah, you want yeah. to. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Shavasana. <laughs> the crow. Corpse face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, or you can really think, how am I going to refine it today? What am I doing with my left hand? Why is my hip tilted in that way? That's wow. Right. Like, what am I going to do with my left shoulder? Why is it touching my ear? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So, there's so you always... really, like, engage everything. When yes, you're, when yes, absolutely pressing. everything. Yeah. That's nice. And breath, of course, as well. So, because there are so many things for me to think about, because I impose them on myself, okay. I can't therefore worry about the other things. Yeah, exactly. I like that. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to take it that seriously for sure. Um, you can ask me when you're ready. Yeah. Do you have anything? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying oh, it's a bit boring, but okay. Yeah, Helen, over to you. Um, uh, reading. Ah, oh, boring, okay. No, Let's like reading on. a good novel, though. If you actually, like, can focus your mind to, to... Like you were saying before, so often I'll read and I'm not actually taking in anything, but it's like if you've got a great book on the go and you can really shut other things out and just dip into that world, oh, it's, I I love it. I really, really do. Um, and sometimes, if I'm feeling particularly, like, stressed or anxious or whatever, I'll read aloud. I have to focus. I don't have a choice now. It's like my mind, my voice, everything is being like, this is the story um so yeah i, I find that's a really solid way of like coming you coming should the act it down. out as well yeah, yeah. next time we're like doing these yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait god imagine living with you awful <laughs> loud <laughs> really loud yeah. <laughs> i'm changing next up on our uh kind of red flags things that we see as uh signifiers that things are maybe not going so well um We've chosen two things because they're really specific to us, but I do think they represent like a similar idea. So for me, I start to snap. I have a really (laughs) short temper with everybody, anything, even the people that I like love the most and are the dearest to me, anything they do starts to annoy me. Whereas Alex, Mm -hmm. you kind of go for more like... I just don't speak. Yeah. Yep. I'm really... Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I'll just nod or just be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't ask any questions back. Yeah, yeah. and I think no, for both of us, it's like understanding our communication styles at these points of stress. So like, you just bottle everything up, you can't cope. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's like, everything is just coming out in like incredibly short, sharp bursts. And it's that moment, I think, for both of us where you're like, oh, geez, okay, like, here's where I am. And I was saying to you before we recorded, like, this happened to me the other day. Uh, with somebody I really love and uh, as soon as it happened afterwards I was like uh-huh <laughs> things aren't maybe going so well if I can't kind of control my my communication style if I can't communicate in like a polite and, and functioning way maybe 
things are getting a bit much, things getting a bit on top of themselves. I think, yeah, you were saying the same thing. You find that if you're just bottling up and it just oh, builds yeah. and builds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I, I just can't like function like a normal human being at dinner. I'll just go, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 cool. Uh, and, and once, you know, I realise that, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do something. And I think we so. were saying in terms of like how to combat that, what we were talking about was something that we've just mentioned there. It is really difficult to, but if you can, rather than leaning into it trying to kind of almost step outside of yourself notice it and in a way it kind of ties into things that we've discussed before things like mindfulness meditation if you are able to step outside of yourself and be like right what are the things i can do that can help me kind of calm down that Mm -hmm. can help me consider my my communication style i think because with, with with all of this stuff to do with like breakdowns and having difficult periods of mental health it's really hard to step outside of yourself. That's part of the problem. Because I think if we could all just take that moment and step outside, you'd be like, huh, things aren't going so well. Okay, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. can I do? Whereas actually it's because you're so inside of it, because things feel like they're piling one on top oh, of, of the other. It's actually like to ask yourself to step outside of it is the biggest ask of all. Surely. Well, and also in your mind, it's like, well, that was a rational response to snap and to yeah. or to not speak. It's like, that's <laughs> totally normal. Like, why Why is everyone like getting me? What? Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Because also it's like, well, your baby is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm snapping. Well, yeah. how how can you not see that? Why is the kitchen filthy? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> and it's because in a way it's like your tolerance is is just completely oh, gone. Yeah, you yeah. have no tolerance for everything, mm-hmm. so you're, you're just you're behaving in in yeah ways that essentially Mental. just aren't polite. <laughs> and so with that m- mindfulness and, and meditation, if you're if you're allowing yourself that opportunity to kind of step outside of the situation, in a way, just that simple like check in of like right. <laughs> what's going on these things not so great it just gives you a well i guess we're trying to talk about like how to avoid it it's like you're you're checking in on yourself before the bigger yes exactly kind of breakdown moment has happened and the idea is that in hopefully checking in on that you can kind of pull yourself back a bit you can you can lessen that because something we were talking about before this episode i think particularly in this world and this like time that we're living in is for so many of us we go to this point of complete burnout yep this point of complete extreme and then we're like pulling ourselves back and being like okay how do we stop that from happening whereas with encouraging things like mindfulness meditation you know yoga as well you're you're kind of tempering in a way Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. push to the extreme it's like okay rather than it being such a massive pullback it's like all right hopefully i've potentially caught it at a slightly Earlier stage, I guess. Yeah, it's like uh, if a car is going very fast, right? The braking distance is much longer. So essentially, Someone's I love an analogy. Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's on the road. I'm still scared of <laughs> driving, yeah. <laughs> did, a, did a casual drive yesterday to get back into it. Yeah, it was awful. Of course it was. God, well was, done. Oh, it was awful. It was so horrible, actually. <laughs> I failed to park so many times. I was so angry. Oh. I kept stalling. Wait, when you were in the car? Yeah. Oh, darling. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the first one down, though. You know, get back on the saddle. Baby steps, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Baby steps, guys. Remember that. Yeah, so loud. So back to the analogy. Yes, the faster you're going, the longer the braking distance is. So don't allow yourself to get to ten thousand miles an hour. Yeah, and then you really have to screech and do your best to come to a halt. You know, you're absolutely right. And also, I think it's like in our lives, we're all going to have to go through periods where things are more stressful, where things aren't easy. But it's like uh, nobody really should be working at this point where they're reaching. A, a complete breakdown of, of of systems or like regularly going to a period of burnout you know yeah. th- these things aren't they're not good for us and so we need to be thinking about 
yeah, what are the systems I can put in place? What are the ideas I can actually, you know, put into effect that mean I can take care of myself, mm -hmm. you know, so much better. And, you know, uh, earlier this year, we were so thrilled to release a, a short kind of mini series on mental health. We touched on five topics over a series of five days. And on the second day, we were thrilled to be joined by Quinton Beer as a guest. And in that, we talked about kind of different ways of finding inner calm. And meditation was a, was a big part of that with Quinton. And he kind of talked about how he'd use it in different respects, how he's not always necessarily searching for calm, but mm -hmm. he's searching for a, a sense of stasis, you know, a, a middle ground that he yes. can kind of apply throughout his life. But, I, you know, I think he really came out with some incredible ideas. So if you're interested, feel free to check out that episode. We'll put a link to it on the website. Yeah, definitely. Yes. One thing he mentions, actually, I do want to mention oh, yeah. again here, is just taking breath. Yeah. Not that I want to stop you from listening to that episode. Please do listen to that episode. <laughs> it was very good. And Quentin says it better. But, yeah, the moment he takes a breath, he's like... Oh. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And weirdly enough, it's not something... I think it's because we're singers. I don't, like, apply it to my normal life because I'm, like, breathing as a singing thing. That's true. Yeah, whereas it's obviously, like, a in every element of one's life. Life. Yeah, yeah. it is life. 100%. This is a call for Alex Simpson, two wigs and makeup. Once again, this is a call for Alex Simpson, two wigs and makeup. And the third red flag for us uh, are physical symptoms. Yeah. I get really emotional <laughs> for no reason. And like emotional, emotional in the sense that I tear up and I feel like I'm going to burst into floods of tears yeah. for really no reason at all. Yeah. Uh, could be watching a happy film. Could Aww. be watching a sad film. Could be listening to some music. Could be looking at a dog. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Oh, we really wish I could remember what... Oh, Waitrose, yeah, my favourite place, exactly. Oh, we were in a place and it was just very beautiful countryside. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a horse, like, cantering along. It was yeah. very beautiful. And it sounds kind of nice to you, too, at these things. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. No, well, no, as in... Yes, I tear up at it, but, uh, but I know that's not normal behaviour for me. Sure, So it's sure. a physical symptom yeah. of... Okay, I'm halfway down the road to Breakdown Bell. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. So that's very fun. How about you, Helen? <laughs> um, yeah, when we were like talking about this, uh, it's funny because, like, again, when you're in the middle of it, you don't even realize these things are happening to you. But my stomach really goes if I'm like in a really stressful, emotional, anxious, you know, high intensity place. Uh, I will have such bad stomach cramps. I will really struggle to sleep sometimes because the cramps are so bad. And then alongside that, it's like, you know, I can feel every once in a while, like my heart will really go and like, I'll get some palpitations. Now, obviously the things that we're describing are very specific to us and, mm -hmm, and to mm -hmm, our experiences mm -hmm. of these uh, emotional things. But they are absolutely physical manifestations of the stress and anxiety that we're experiencing. And I think what we're trying to say here is it's really important for us to listen to our bodies because being perfectly honest, in the past, I'll have had some of these physical symptoms and I'll have just, I'll almost be so into whatever is happening, I don't even notice yeah. that, like, I'm in loads of physical pain. I'll just be like, what's the next thing I've got to do? Where's the next place I've got to be? When am I going to sleep? And then, like, four days later, I'll be like, ow. Hmm, yeah, like, something doesn't feel quite right here. Mm. And it's like, I would say now, actually, post-pandemic, I am much more physically aware of my body and what's going on. And so it's like, I'm really aware that when I'm in periods of high anxiety, my stomach just goes. 
and it's like right I've got to I've got to think about this and as we were kind of saying you know again this is quite specific to each person and quite tailored to each person but it's like if these are the physical symptoms of my anxiety what am I going to do firstly probably shouldn't be eating like a curry a towel cream yeah or just something that's really going to aggravate this situation Mm -hmm. it's like okay Mm -hmm. I've, I've got to think this through you know maybe just a bit of chicken maybe you know yeah just some crackers but yeah something that's just gonna let it kind of soothe and calm down a ginger tea whatever and also like taking the time to have the tea is a nice moment for myself mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. i'm having heart palpitations maybe i just need to do some breathing exercises like you say with quintin but it's for me actually noticing that that is the problem um I, and I, I really as we said about like stepping out of it rather than leaning into it that's my biggest drawback i really struggle to step outside of myself it's taken me probably four weeks to actually be like right wow we've got to step outside because yeah. i've just been so fraught with mm. all these things i'm like i can't stop and now i'm like okay we have to stop let's, you know? let's, let's step aside yeah now, how, do you have anything to kind of like manage well those? well one thing i was going to say as yeah. in like I will notice, say, getting overly emotional and instead of doing anything about it, I'm like, fuck's sake, why am I getting emotional again? Yeah. <laughs> um, You're cruel. Yeah, cruel, yeah. Love to, love to be cruel to be kind. <laughs> Just cruel. Um, and yes, rather than noticing it and then like sort of stepping back, as you say, yeah. I notice it, get angry about it and that compounds the situation more, yeah. which is more fun. You know, in no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I need to notice that side and then be like, okay, well, why am I at this stage? Yeah. What's happening? Oh, yeah, this is going on. What am I going to do to not do this? So I suppose, what do I do to not make that worse? It's difficult, actually. Yes. Because I don't really know what it is sometimes. Yeah. But I suppose, well, it's, I, I then go and do the sort of activities that we've been discussing or something. I yeah. know it's like, oh, gosh, I really need to do something else. I really need to... Do something that'll focus, refocus my mind in another yeah. way. So yeah. yoga or meditation or go for a walk or something. Or yeah. if there's a horse there, then I'll cry. But, you know, yeah, just something <laughs> like an yeah. activity. Uh, and then I can start taking little baby steps to resolve whatever yeah. it is that I'm really, really very stressed about or something. I yeah, know. yeah. And I think also in, like, recognising the, the situation you're in, uh, you know, how far down the line you are, whatever, um, you know, if you're able to do that, as we're saying, I think it's like you're able to then kind of potentially manage whatever is ahead of you appropriately. So like, you know, I'd say we've, we've both grown in our self-knowledge <laughs> over the years. Uh, but like, I recognise that in certain situations, certain social groups, I have to be uh, quite high functioning Oh yes, to handle yes, yes, certain yes. social groups. But it's like, say I'm having these symptoms these flags whatever it's like i need to think about right okay there's this social event coming up can i actually handle that right now uh maybe not i like it's okay to say like hey guys i'm i'm just you know i I need some rest i need some downtime whatever or say i don't know there's a really intense project coming up for example you know is it worth speaking to whoever's running it and just being like hi it's been a really stressful period just to mention you know giving it my absolute best but it's been not not an easy few weeks just just giving people a, a, a heads up of the situation sometimes can be uh beneficial because at least you've kind of been like here's where i'm at you know here, here's here's kind of what it what it's going to be like well no i think that's super important yeah, yeah because we've all been in 
uh, rehearsal situations, for example, where someone either snaps or is just like really annoying on stage because they're having stomach cramps or something, Helen, for example. Um, And everyone's like, whoa, what's going on there? And and that sort of compounds the situation even more. Yes. Whereas if you were to say to the director or the conductor in the morning, be like, by the way, even your colleagues on stage with you, um, and just be like, I'm having a really... Difficult time, time at the moment. Yeah, just, yeah. just don't tread on eggshells around me, please. But just be aware: if I bite your head off for no reason, or if I just refuse to speak to you, then that's why. <laughs> that's an underlying yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important, and like, it's not easy to mm-hmm. do it. Uh, particularly again in our industry, I think there's a feeling that you know you're not hitting the right bar and you're not meeting expectations, and therefore, like, I can't tell people that I'm I'm struggling or whatever. But actually, certainly, I found recently, you know. I think people are being more open about their mental health. I think that's really exciting. I think it's really important. And in doing that, they're bringing that to the table of the, the work that they're doing and being like, yeah, it's been a really intense seven weeks and I'm, I'm really close to like, you know, breaking point, mm. but I'm, I'm trying my best to kind of deliver for you. So if we can just try and work together on it, that would be great. And I have a lot of respect for anybody oh, that has so the strength to say that. Courage. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing to be able to. And yeah. so much self-awareness as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if... In a way, people are kinder, you know, because if, if some shit happens with somebody who's been like, I'm struggling, you're not going to be like, oh, well, fuck you. You're like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, I think most of us are like, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and, and I think like, you know, as, as we're kind of like wrapping through this episode, it's just to say like, okay, not everybody might have had like a breakdown. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm not even sure breakdown is the term we should like be classing this with, but everybody's gone through incredibly stressful and tense and terse emotional periods and it's just a reminder that like yeah we all go through this we all have peaks and troughs we all have good periods and bad periods but it's about like how you you deal with them how you get past them and if you can what we're saying here like how can you avoid them how can you stop yourself from getting to the brink you know, how can you pull back before that point mm-hmm. and give yourself less mm-hmm. of a kind of yeah. recovery distance, That's, if you yeah, will? Exactly. Yeah, and I think, I, you know, I think there's part of us that feels a bit like a broken record, like saying some of these things. But actually, I think some of these things are just so incredibly helpful. And it's almost the the hardest thing is having the discipline. Mm, it is a discipline. To do these You're things. Right. Yes. Yeah. And like, I, we're talking about this now and, you know, it'll take, as you said, it took you four weeks and uh, to, to notice it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, same with me or whatever, even longer. Yeah. And I wish that, well, it's like when I bring up my children, they'll be freaks. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Egypt, they really anyone, will. Um, yeah. But it's like you want to teach them and ingrain in them from a young age. Yeah. Like, be self-aware. Yeah. Just, just notice why did you snap? Huh? Yeah. Are you stressed about something? Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's probably this, like, uh, why is that not in our freaking curriculum? No. I mean, it just seems so painfully obvious that these are things that we should be learning. And also in the sense of, like, it's sad in a way, but we've grown up in a in a society, a community, a lifestyle that really values more than anything productivity. Mm. And so for us now, it's like, all of our time, you know, I think for many people, it's like, how can I be productive? Oh, yeah. What, what should I be doing that's productive? Boom, boom, boom. And it's like, we actually now, therefore, have to schedule active downtime. We have to put it in. Like, this is the time I'm going to take off. This is the time I'm going to take a break. Because we're so, we're almost hardwired now to be like, feeling guilty. Yes. When we take, take? <laughs> take? When we, when we take, sorry. Really guilty. 
messy when we take time for ourselves, which is mental. Because, it, yeah, I took some time for myself yesterday and I woke up in such a better mood today. And Thank I was God. like, Jesus Christ, Helen, like, come Why on. You you, yeah, come we on. need to remember this. And yeah, I know in like a year's time, I'll be like, <laughs> I was just saying, yeah. oh, like, we're live, um, But yeah, I just think it's such a shame. It's such a shame that we're all now in this position where our downtime, our self-care, our and also even self-care. Maybe I wasn't talking to you about this, but I was like, I don't even know what self-care means now. It's become such a like mass used term of like, you must self-care, take care of yourself, well-being, self-care. And it's like, what does that mean? A, a bath is not enough. A bath is not, yeah, stop it. Sorry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we all have to work out for ourselves what our own specific personal self-care looks like. And we all have to work at having the discipline to implement it. Mm -hmm. Practice makes perfect. All cast, all cast, this is your five minute call. Repeat, all cast, all cast, this is your five minute call. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch with your thoughts, comments, and ideas on what you've heard. How can people get in touch with us, Alex? I think maybe an email is nice. Uh, our email address is where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com. Of course, we also have our beautiful website. The address is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. We're also on social media. You can catch us on Instagram at dressingroompod facebook forward slash dressing room pod or twitter at dressing room po1 don't forget to like and subscribe and give us a beautiful five-star review join us next week for our episode on how to stand up for yourself bye, bye.